You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Short Shift Podcast. This is Thomas Nystrom. I've got Andrew Johnson and Ian Bonner with me. Boys, how are we feeling this week? I just, I'm so excited to be talking hockey. I'm so excited to be talking actual on the ice. Hockey is happening right now. The prospects, the the rookie, rookie camp started yesterday. The prospects challenges this weekend. Boys. We're here. I, I mean, I just, I, I, I told you guys right before we started, it's been a heck of a week. So I'm in my comfy Mooterist jersey that we need to start releasing clips of this so people can see what we're, uh, what we're up to while we're recording. Uh, I, got, I got my, my victory beer. I went with Tart Monkey, not Sour Monkey. Uh, please sponsor us. We could all use a paycheck. <laughs> Shamelessly on Twitter, we all went. Quick, what's it. everybody drinking? So no, 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 we can't give them free ads. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited, and there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about, and it's just going to keep ramping up. I think the first thing we need to touch on: John Ferguson Jr. hired as the Coyotes AGM. The dude has a ton of experience and in all different aspects of the front office, so I think it's actually a good hire. Kind of seems like a fun job to step into right now with all those draft picks for them too. How do you guys feel about it? At first I thought it was a lateral move because it seemed as if he was going from a, I don't want to say it was a cushy job, but it was a pretty secure job in Boston assistant general manager. Not, not a lot of people talk about you because all the, all the onus falls on Don Sweeney and director of player personnel. And that, that carries a lot of behind the scenes clout but the more ian actually i'm actually going to afford this to you because you hmm. made some really good points about why this was a brilliant move for personally for jfj so i'm gonna let you take over because well, I, I think you hit every point and it was perfect we did immediately react and like what the hell is going on with this man's decision making but thomas touched <laughs> on it a little bit you Say have the Toronto Maple Leaf fans. <laughs> <laughs> you have the smallest amount of pressure you could possibly have because not only are you not the GM, but you're also going to a place where things have been so bad for the past few years. And obviously the story that came out about them not paying people and everything like that, it's been so bad. And now you have all the assets you need to get competitive. Like if you guys succeed in doing that, then huge reward for you. You get picked up as a GM for a team. If you don't, you are the assistant GM. I didn't get to make the choices, guys. I wanted Mm -hmm. to do this, this, this. You still end up as a GM somewhere. High risk, high reward. The risk being if someone does try to call you out on your bullshit or if if that organization sinks you with it. I don't know. But definitely high reward uh, down the line for sure. 
I see high reward. I don't really see that much of a risk, honestly, because like you just said, he's stepping into a role where expectations are so fucking low. Mm -hmm. Like, what can he possibly do to damage that franchise any more than it's already been from That's a front a office point. standpoint? So <laughs> it's literally he's stepping into a situation where he can only do better than what they've had before. And you also touched on there's no pressure there. They're not expected to go to the playoffs this year. I expect him to go to the playoffs in the next three years. That's This only helps my case from last week where I think that they're going to be competitive in a playoff capacity before the Canadians. Like, this only helps my cause. So I fucking love this. I love this. Love it for him, too, because he seems to have learned a lot from his Toronto days. For any listeners who don't know, uh, JFJ was the general manager from the Toronto Maple Leafs from 2003 to 2008. If you want to connect the dots of what that means, mm. let me put it this way. John <laughs> Ferguson Jr. is a swear in Toronto. Yep. Mm. Where is he from? Montreal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he did it on purpose. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love it. He's a man on the inside. That's also, there's a, there's, a, there's a slightly tenuous connection to the where he went. His dad was the general manager for the Winnipeg Jets in the 80s. Oh, that's it's nice. All, it's all circular. Feel it it's, all, it's nice for Bruins fans, too, because what do we care if the Coyotes get good? Like, what? it's not like he's going to a team it's, that we're going to go great. Now we get to compete against you. And if you do a good job, we get to hate you. Like, yeah. oh, yep. no, it's if Arizona turns out to be fucking amazing in a couple of years, we just go, oh, this is really neat. The, the hockey in the desert. Are you sure that's what the dialogue is going to be? Because look at Je look at the uh, Jeff Gordon, <laughs> the Jeff Gordon discourse. <laughs> well, Meh, I don't know. I'll let it go. <laughs> it's a great move for. Yeah, it's a great move for John Ferguson, Jr. But it's an even better move for the guy who's going to be replacing him. Evan Gold. Not even replacing. He's stepping up. Yeah, he's see, well, not even replacing. He's taking over the full time role because yeah. him and JFJ were splitting duties for the last mm -hmm. two seasons. Great name, uh, by the way. Great name. Evan poor, Gold. Poor name. Evan, Evan Gold. It for some reason, name, I kept yeah. calling him Ian Gold for, for like a day or two. But yeah, He wrote it in the notes here, and I kind of just left it. <laughs> yeah, I, I kept calling him Ian Gold. I know. I was like, I'm like, I'm Ian Gold. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do some quick notations. I'm like, why do I keep getting an, a line, a former linebacker for the Denver Broncos? Because that guy doesn't fucking exist in hockey, you knob. So, <laughs> so Evan Gold is, he was the, he is also the director of legal affairs. So he's basically the lawyer for the Bruins. But he's now the assistant. G he's the, the assistant GM. He's a because has a pretty big hand in scouting, mm -hmm. and also he is the cap wizard. He you want to know all of these Taylor Hall, Brandon Carlo, David Pasternak, Brad Marchand deals. He has a big hand in those. Mm -hmm. Well, don't see now. Everyone's gonna be like, I knew Sweeney sucked. He doesn't even do the <laughs> the, the, the contracts. It has to go by him. Sure. And also, I, also, this is a, a much like you guys have said, like you guys said, this is a much better opportunity to parlay this into a regular general manager job, mm -hmm. which you can't tell me he doesn't want to atone for his Toronto days. Yeah, right. Uh, you made this note here. Uh, is it an upgrade in the position? And Thomas kind of touched on that. Um, I don't know if we can really say that because it was a they worked together and it's just kind of like, all right, now you're the only guy. Does he really have that much more power? Also, man, our contracts have been good for a long time, a long time. Mm -hmm. 
until I see us drafting consistently, which obviously it's always years away, right? I'm really not ready to say anything was an upgrade, downgrade, or whatever. It's right now, it's a lateral move, and we'll just see what comes of it. I, I don't think this is something that we have to get overly excited about as no. a front office. To- no, I, I, I think a shiny toy situation because he's pretty young, too. Yeah. Yeah. In in a way, they're both kind of lateral moves, but they're not in the sense that they're both stepping out on their own. True. Because the idea of sharing a role and having a 30% voice to now a 50% voice or even 100% just coming from that position, addition by subtraction, I guess, would be the best case scenario for both, or, the, or I guess the best explanation for both. But Yeah, this is kind of a situation where they both win. Yeah. Now we just need the teams to win. Mm-hmm. Sure. Totally different ball game there. <laughs> we're, yep. we're, we're, we're all win more. Coyotes. Win more. <laughs> the Bruins win some. We need to win more. Yeah. Let's let's uh let's touch a little bit. Rookie camp. Actual hockey, as as Andrew said in the beginning of the show. There's actual hockey being played on actual frozen ice. It is fucking incredible to see. I wish that we had access to see more as mm-hmm. fans, as podcasters, whatever. Charge yeah. ten bucks or twenty bucks for a package in the weekend. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Stream it for wing. free. Yeah. Like the Red Wings are doing that for free. Like I, I I bring up the price because Jeremy Jacobs. But <laughs> fair. But let why why not? What's it hurting? The Troy Red Wings are putting their are putting their prospect challenges up the entire weekend for free on YouTube. Hey, Jacobs. Neely, anybody, if you if you want to charge for it, go ahead. But it's there's no excuse for this. There's no excuse. <laughs> yeah, what just passed? I'm used to the sirens behind your 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 yeah. mic, Andrew. What just happened? Behind that door, behind Andrew's head, is actually the uh, containment unit from Ghostbusters Two. <laughs> I was going to go with a literal bear. He's getting way too hyped about the season. <laughs> yeah, the, the, that, yeah, no, that's my calming bear. Whenever I get, whenever I get too excited, bear. it just goes and I calm right down. And then you can go over and cuddle it. It's, oh man, it's like a big dog. If I <laughs> if I if I come to next week's recording with my face missing, you know what happened. All right, well, good to know. Uh, so three rookies um, have so far. Well, one of them everyone wants to talk about, and two of them, Ryan Mujanel specifically, uh, being the new um, Providence head coach. Very good on the naming, and thank you, thank you. Uh, he brought them up in a recent interview, very, very recent, last twenty four hours. The first guy I want to talk about is Lauco because we all have feelings of Lauco. We've talked Funny about him time. much. We're, we're all excited about him. He, as far as Mujanel says, uh, he seemed to be really impressed with what he was bringing. His speed is off the charts. His grit and like stick to itiveness of the play is really high. He really likes what he's seen from him so far. Uh, I love hearing tenacity. You can't teach that, right, Pierre? You need that that heart, the tenacity. But you really, there is a piece of me that always goes like, I want to know the guy's not going to give up on a play because that's what makes Marshan so great. Because if Marshan gave up on plays, he wouldn't be half as good as what he was. There, now is Lauko Marshan? No, but you know what I'm saying. No, but there's there's the comparison I was actually just about to make. When he was drafted, a lot of people compared him to Mar- Marshan, not just for his skill. He obviously had has skill. But the first thing he said was, I'm going to make 30 teams very sorry. He's Sometimes got- those statements bite you in the ass, though. What was the, the young <laughs> gun drafted like sixth overall or something like that? 
He said, I'm going to fill their nets with pucks. And I, I don't think he's even still on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. I don't know. I got to look it up. I know there was a guy who said that. I can't remember who it was, though. Well, but good for him. I mean, good for good for him for betting on himself and especially good for him for betting on himself as a fucking third round, not even a six overall, a third round pick. Skill, speed and swagger. I love Lauko. I think I think he's going to be a quick fan favorite whenever he sticks on this team. Swagger's one thing. When you say stuff like that and show confidence, like you kind of have to. Because mm-hmm. stepping into the professional realm and stuff like that, it's probably easy for some of these kids. Especially like he's he's not massive. He's not a huge kid. And you're mm-hmm. stepping onto the ice against some dudes who are six foot three, six foot four on skates mm-hmm. who are who've got you about 40 pounds. Like you're about to get your ass kicked on a regular basis. You kind of have to have a little bit of swagger, a little bit of confidence, or else you're gonna get fucking buried. I'm pretty sure I know who Ian's going to talk about the uh, the second one, but I'm going to go ahead and let him set that up. So the second one was actually kind of a, a surprise to me. Unless actually, you know what? Let's you were just talking about size, and I think that's a better segue. So here's uh, I've I've already know. Never mind, it's fine. Fabian Lysel, close. Damn it! All right, Lysel. Uh, so I'm taking this directly from Connor Ryan, who tweeted out, obviously follow him on Twitter. He's great. He covers Bruins, everything. He tweeted out that there was a little bit of a highlight moment with Lee Sell. And look, they're really happy with how he's performing. They like his presence. There's another word for presence right now, I think, that they're not using. I think he's a bit of an asshole. And everyone kind of goes, oh, <laughs> you've got an ego. Welcome to it. That'll get mm-hmm. checked real quick. So they put him up. Apparently against, Nick Wolf made sure of that. That's my point. They put him up against 6'5", 230 pound Nick Wolf. That, Tell me what happened. He got bullied. It was a bad drill for Lee Sal. That kind of stuff is a good reminder that the AHL is not even close to guaranteed for this kid. He's super young. He's undersized. He still has growth to come. And Nick Wolf is not the fastest guy on his skates. He's a little bit of a big lumbering dude. It's it's a nice little reminder. Now, they were impressed with what Fabian could do during the actual scrimmages, mm-hmm. and they put him on a line with Lauko, and the two of them were flashing speed. And Lisel was keeping up, which is mm-hmm. huge to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, really excited about him, obviously. He's a couple years away, though. Yep. So I'm going to pull a quote from Fluto Jinzawa, who wrote about the first day of practice. And this quote by Liesel really stuck out to me. To be honest, I need everything. Definitely got to put in some, put on some weight. Just try to be better at everything, especially the things I'm good at. I feel like that's a thing that has to separate you. I want to be the player that I want to be in the NHL. I got to be the offensive guy. So I got to work on my strengths here. Faster skater, better stick handling, better hockey IQ, better shot. That's going to come with time. I have to be patient, but I'm not going to stop working at it. He's saying the right stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Absolutely. He's got an ego. I'm just saying that right now. Every word from him is about his presence and how you feel him in a room. He's got an ego. <laughs> that might be what they were talking about when they talked about his attitude and everything coming over. That's fine. I'm fine with that. He's 18, I believe, still. Yes. Look, when I was 18, yeah, I had an ego. I might still have an ego. Who knows? I'm okay with the kid having a little bite. Mm. It is really nice to see him come in and get bullied a little bit and react with, all right, 
I got to get better rather than, well, it's tough and I'm just going to try to take it day by day, which a lot of guys will say. But yep. I like that he's like, no, I need to get better at my Perfect. strengths and weaknesses. Perfect reaction. Dude's great in open space, but when that space gets squashed on him by six foot three fucking Nick Wolf, then it's a lesson. And if he learned his lesson in the first first day or two of the rookie uh, rookie camp, then that's exactly why he's there. Yep. Do, do I tend to agree with you, like just kind of seeing that maybe physically he's not ready for AHL. Maybe the WHL is the better option for him. Totally fine. But if he does end up in AHL and stuff like that, I think a lot of it is going to have to do with his ability to take those hits, get in those areas and come out with a positive attitude. doesn't necessarily have to be a cocky attitude. I'm sure that's probably part of the idea of bringing him into this camp and putting him in those type of situations to kind of knock him down a peg. Mm-hmm. But if the dude, if the dude puts himself on a pedestal and the talent catches up to that, good luck. Sky's the limit. Yeah. Oh, I'll take another Marshand all day. Are you kidding yeah. me right now? Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And not for nothing, but him going to the WHL, the WHL is a notoriously tough junior league. Mm-hmm. It's very physical. Yes. I think that would be, I think that would be, I would rather see him selfishly in Providence, but that's selfishly. If he goes to the W, if he goes to the WHL and lights it up, considering how the league plays, I'm going to be thrilled. Well, the rookie camp is going to help protect him because the ice is smaller. The Mm -hmm. ice is smaller in North America than where he's grown up playing his entire career. And so you need to adjust the timing of everything you do. You need to get your head up more. I'm glad that he came to the rookie camp or was invited to the rookie camp because I want him before even just going to the WHL. I want you to know, dude, you got to keep your head up way quicker. There's less ice by a heavy margin. It doesn't seem like that much when you're in person standing there. Oh yeah. Those are two very, very different rinks. All right. Last guy. Go ahead. I'm, I have opinions on this guy just based on what I've seen in person. So I want to okay. let you guys go ahead and, uh, and, and lay this out for me. I don't have a lot to say, but again, this was Mujanel pointing him out. And it was a name I didn't expect to hear. Curtis Hall. Really impressive. Mujanel was saying he took a huge leap forward this summer. Again, it's a tenacity guy. I mean, this, was, this guy's not even really on the on the radar for me mm-hmm. as, as someone who's going to push, but it was a really nice review that he got. Uh, what do you guys think? I think that the our organization, whether it be COVID related or not, saw something in hall to bring him on so early in his college career. And for, for those who don't know if the, his college career, his college season was canceled last year because the Ivy league, he went to Yale, the Ivy league canceled the season. They brought him on in a, I believe it was an entry deal. I don't know if it was an ATO and then it yeah. parlayed into an entry deal. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't look all that great. Didn't look ready last year, but he's a big kid. And they obviously like that. He's a, he's, he's a, he's a big kid with a little bit of push and Thomas, 6'3", 200 pounds. What? Yeah. 6'3", 200 pounds. Yeah. And I believe he's a center. So yes, I think he is. that's, yeah. yeah. So I think that's, I think that's got a lot, got a lot to do with it. What exactly did Mujanel, um, what was Mujanel's praise for Hall, um, Ian? Uh, let's see. Uh, it was mainly that it really feels like he took a huge leap forward this summer. Um, 
and he was just impressed by his he would stick with plays he's not okay, a guy that, that would that was it nothing and then kind of speaking in generalities nothing to yeah use it wasn't it wasn't particularly anything beyond his compete level okay um but that's i mean you're talking about guys this age he's 21 i'm, I'm cool with compete level at the moment right. i don't i don't know if these guys pan out to be top sixers but yeah you know um thomas what's your so, what's your so coming from what i saw i actually saw him play at yale a number of times uh, and what stands out to me is, okay, the initial look, he's 6'3", so he's sitting 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six on skates, 200 pounds. He's a full body. He's got the flow and all that stuff. He's noticeable on the ice. But sticking with the plays is something that I didn't see in his freshman year. Didn't see it. He would be he would be in on something, and then it would get a little bit convoluted, like the center, center ice would start getting a little bit cloudy for him, and he would kind of step back. He took a, a fair leap forward in his sophomore season, scored more, was in on more plays, but still was a little bit kind of standoffish and a little bit he would take himself out of some plays where if he just finished that play, probably a better benefit to him and the team. So hearing Mouchanel say that he's doing the exact opposite, he took that step forward. I, I, I hate that, that terminology, especially when it's just a rookie camp. Oh, I took this giant leap forward in the summer. Like, what the fuck was he doing in the summer? Like, he just, he he manned up just a little <laughs> bit more. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the thing for me. It's He needs to be confident in his size. He needs to recognize that he has the size and just take that step forward on his own from a physical standpoint. I think his skill set, honestly, uh, you were saying, I don't know if he's top six. I don't think he's top six. I don't think he has quite that skill level. Mm -hmm. But if he has the ability to, he, he, he does have an eye and a nose for the net. He just needs to be willing to step in and maybe take a fucking shot in the ribs to get a shot off. If he can do that for us, we're going to see a substantial increase in his playing time and hopefully physicality in, uh, in Providence this year. Cause he, for me, I hope he worked on his skating. Obviously that's a major thing for him, but he was a little bit fragile last year. I'm pretty sure he had multiple injuries and mm -hmm. miss some games from that standpoint. I just want to see a little bit of toughness. I want to see him actually step in and compete. And I obviously like I'm, I'm a little bit bitter because I was looking forward to seeing him last year in the Ivy League. Ivy League shuts down, so I didn't get that that benefit because going to the going to the whale for anybody who's never been to a Yale game, very similar to like the Harvard thing where it's just like it's just a classic arena. It's good fucking hockey, man. Like it's just good hockey. So kind of got robbed of that and I don't know exactly who suggested he'd take the step off of the college program and steps right into the pros, but he didn't want to miss a year. You don't want to sit around for a year and not play hockey. Now it's now it's fair. now he's he's got a year, arguably, of professional hockey in his under his belt. Hopefully he's got a little bit more confidence and we can see more out of him. So now I don't think we're gonna see him in the NHL this year. No, uh, no, 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 no. Because no. Look, we're, he's going to have a If we do, we're in trouble. Well, yes. If we... It, this is going to be a real Providence season because he did not get that, no. even that, last year. No. They, he, he got, got a, a dress scrimmage season. Well, he, yeah, it was a dress rehearsal for a professional professional year. But talk about an eye-opener from what you said where he didn't have that same compete level when you watched him in college. And for him to probably, he probably put on, since you saw him, he probably put on 20 pounds. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So I think, I think we all kind of put on 20 pounds last year. So. 
Yes. Well, <laughs> speak for, speak for yourself. <laughs> no, it's he's right. If it's only twenty, I'll be pretty happy with that. Um, no, yeah, we're I talking just, about we're talking about Curtis Hall being six three two two hundred pounds. That's that's my stats basically right now. So yeah, he's I'm got, about he's got me by a, about half an inch right now, but I'm I'm right there with him with a poundage. Yeah, I'm six two two hundred. Uh, that's not. God, a I'm, mean I'm, I'm fucking that's, short compared to both of y'all. <laughs> yeah. Well, my hair adds another inch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's a really great eye opener for why a uh, why Mujinell would go. Wow, looks way better this year. Well, he put on that weight and he's using it. Love to see that. Hey, hey, look, you can't be a guy in the NHL and be afraid. You can't be afraid of a hit. You can't be afraid. You can't be afraid of an injury. And I know that sounds weird to say out loud Mm -hmm. but you can't go into plays thinking oh god what if i don't come out of the scrum don't do anything stupid and dangerous but you just the game's too fast it's too fast at this level i'm excited for when the equipment catches up and we can not worry about injuries like ever no more concussions god no more concussions Mm -hmm. we're just not there yet yeah I'm excited though. I'm excited to hear that he's he's taking a step forward. It'll be a really interesting year in Providence for a bunch of these guys. Yeah. I mean, don't get Providence me wrong. Providence is going to be a lot of fun. Yes, this is, they're not going to be. I don't think they're going to be very good in standings wise. <laughs> I don't think they're really. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I, they, I, they've I, been competitive, I, man. Yeah, I think they can. I think they could easily, easily compete for a Calder. I don't. I don't say Calder. I is think that, they're a competitive. Is that your team. first hot take of the day? It's. It's no. <laughs> I just look. If you look at this roster, you have a bunch of guys that pan out to Very a potential team. middle six. There's there's only two of our guys there that you kind of go like, wow, that could be a, a top line guy. There's other there's other teams in the NHL who have blue then it's chip death prospects. by a thousand paper cuts. I would love to see that. We'll see. I just, and I don't follow Providence as closely as I do the, uh, the Bruins or the, the Boston. Well, we, damn, that's confusing. Yeah. We share. We <laughs> want to try that shake again. <laughs> nope. And the stakes belong in the pod. <laughs> <laughs> we I shared. refuse to be someone who edits out everything wrong. I do. I refuse to. <laughs> uh, last season we shared a, uh, AHL TV account. Maybe we'll do that again this year. I'd, I'd yeah, love, that's... I would love that. Like I'm not busy. I, enough, I, I, I made very prodig- <laughs> I made very prodigious usage of that. So yeah. yes, for those of you who don't know, I do game reviews for every single Bruins game. Uh, so yeah, I'll have time for Providence. It'll be fine. <laughs> I was I was excited to see his name pop up, honestly, because he is a player that I've been following since they drafted. Just because knowing that he was going to be going to school within 20 minutes of me is exciting because it's like, oh, cool. I'll get to actually watch a, a Bruins prospect uh, develop on a pretty decent school level. So Yeah, that is awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. That's no, really the, cool. EC, the ECAC is very high-level hockey. Mm-hmm. Prospects challenges this weekend, boys. We don't have a lot of high-end prospects. We talked about two of them in Liesel and Lauco. What do you guys think of, do you guys have any more that we need to keep an eye on? I have a couple of names, um, but I'm going to start with you guys first. Do you have any, any more names that you guys want to see or that you guys want to keep an eye on this weekend? Uh, from We were just talking about watching the AHL TV. Last year, I actually enjoyed watching Aslan like a good amount. I, he was fun to watch. He was in on plays. He was doing all the things that we were expecting, like somebody like a like a LaSalle to step in and be that dirty guy. He was kind of doing those things and he got rewarded by. So I'm excited to see what he can do. I don't think he's exactly a top prospect or anything like that, but he's 
arguably like one of those role player grinder guys. And those those are the ones that I'm attracted to when it comes to like Bruins. Asselin, Asselin is a really good one. We've got great name few, again. Yep. Yeah. We've got quite a few guys <laughs> that have parlayed. Wait, what happened? I'm just laughing at me saying great name. I'm laughing at my own joke. Asselin. <laughs> <laughs> we got quite a few of those guys though that have parlayed AHL only contracts into two way NHL deals. Asselin was one. Mm-hmm. Um, Brady Lyle was another. And Nick Wolf was another. And I think I mentioned this on the pod a couple weeks ago. We make more use than any other team that I know of plucking AHL prospects and turning them into AHL NHL two ways. Connor Clifton was is one that immediately comes to mind. Regardless of your feelings, Ian. Well, I, uh, he's fine. Yeah, <laughs> he belongs in the NHL. That guy no, does, he does belong in the NHL. He does, but I think, but I think the way I described it to somebody yesterday was having a dog is fun until you realize you won't stop shitting on the floor. Yeah, uh, you might have said that to us, honestly. I don't even remember. Something on a better day. Ian, what's another prospect that you want, you want to keep an eye on that isn't named Lee Seller Laco? So there's there's two guys. One of them is a surprise to see, and the other one I'm really excited about. The, okay. I'm really excited about Kyle Kaiser. Mm. I need to see. Now, they're probably going to give one game to him and one game to Brodeur, because what else is the fucking point? Right? Brodeur's kid is in the Prospects Challenge. Let's go. I, I swear it's a money-making scheme. Like, I don't even... The guy's, the guy's struggled in his early career. Let's just he's, go with he's, that. He's, he's, he's been pretty terrible. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Kaiser is a guy that I have felt has the ability to make a leap that could put him fringe NHL uh potentially back up i i'm not super sure about starter but i like him when he's on when he's not oh boy wheels come there were, consistency uh, yeah there were there were a few games in jacksonville where he would be on and then i think his problem was this he'd give up one goal and he'd shatter <laughs> he when he's on, you just sit there and go, that is the future of the Boston Bruins. Holy shit. The like, dude, the guy the looks dude incredible. Can move. The dude can, he can move. He's the opposite of Swayman, where it's very athletic. He's very athletic. But he still has that IQ. He knows where the shots are coming from. He knows where they're trying to go. Unlike Vladar. <laughs> Unlike Vladar, who is athletic, but panicky. Mm-hmm. Kaiser, I want to see consistency built in his game. You're not going to get that over a weekend with two games where he probably only starts one of them, but it'll be nice to see him start off the right way, which is a guy who stands tall, waits for his moments, makes the big saves when needed. I want to see that from him. Mm-hmm. The surprise. I didn't expect to see a Sean in there. Jack, a Sean. Why is that? Because he feels like a guy who is legitimately going to try to take some time w- with the Boston Bruins this year. Mm. And normally those guys aren't included in the, the prospect challenge. Now, not always like McAvoy and Carlo were both part of the prospect challenge. Like we've had a ton of guys go through it since I think 2015 is when we started doing this, but I think he McAvoy came to the prospect challenge after he played in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He was one of the few and he had a full-time role the next year. He's the only one to have come off of that prospect challenge and have a full-time NHL role right after it. Mm-hmm. But also McAvoy is an elite defender and deserves a Norris every fucking year. Don't at me or do at me actually come no, at him. <laughs> uh, that ruins low. 
Look at his YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe. (laughs) You'll get the most biased bullshit. No, I love McAvoy. He deserved that. Jack Sean's not McAvoy. I just think Sean's really going to push for some NHL time, and I found it weird that they would have him go to the Prospect Challenge. I actually disagree with your Sean point on one, one very specific way, and it's that Sean has never had a full AHL season. Wait, never had a full AHL season? I might... Do I not know that? I don't know that. My God. Nope. <laughs> Last year was his first season in the AHL and he played 16 games just off the top of my head. I could be wrong. Why did I think that there was a second? Oh, no. This is embarrassing, everyone. Oh, geez. Oh, boy. He did. He had 19 games. Okay. Obviously, he also had three with the Bruins. We did see him a little bit. So, uh, Ian, about that thing where I said last week how you're going to, ha- you said you're going to have to give back when I said you were right. Oh, that's an in the moment thing. That's different. Give it that's back, different. bitch. No, no, no. I, I immediately assumed you were right. I went, oh, no, I don't know that. Oh, oh, uh, no. Nope. You got to wait until the end of the season when there's a prediction we disagree on. If Lauko ends up on the top six, that's all you. That's all you. <laughs> I said middle six, so I get away with second line, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> But I, 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 I disagree with it because Jack Sean, the only reason he played in the NHL last year is because we were down to our number 12 defenseman. Holy shit, mm-hmm. we were slaughtered. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the infamous game against Washington. It was so fun to watch. What a fun game to watch. Not that one. That, I'm talking about the 8-1 to one game, not the, not the AHL game. I'm talking about the 8-1 to one game where our top pairing was Connor Clifton and Jared Tenori. Well, that was also kind of fun to watch because yeah. we knew. Do you like <laughs> snuff films, Ian? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, it was funny. I was also in chat rooms where, I mean, I'm on Discord and, and the NHL Discord where Capitals fans are shitting on us through this game. And I'm sitting here like they literally don't know what's going on right now. This is really funny. And how could they, right? They don't follow the team as closely as we do. They don't know this is just all prospects. But <laughs> that game really got us Mike Riley. Watching them talk <laughs> that much shit. And I'm just sitting there like, we don't have an NHL defense. Like, it literally, <laughs> we have no none of the six. Like, this game. Connor Clifton was on our top pair that night, Ian. None of the six. <laughs> 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 yeah, I just said he belongs in the NHL, and I completely hypocrite myself. Yeah, Thomas, you've been yeah. wanting to say something about this. Well, just and not even just to kind of piggyback on on your idea for him. Very similar player that I didn't expect to see on it was Steen. That one I'm mostly surprised about. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So, I mean, am I mad? No, but he's another player I think similar. Similarly, uh, McAvoy got his cup of tea and then went to the prospects challenge. Maybe these two guys are there with these prospects just to to kind of be like we're the we're vets. The yeah, we're the we're the quote unquote vets. We're the leaders yeah. of this. Yeah. So I think I, I mean, think how many of these? Of, how many of these? How many of these rookies can say that they fucking flattened Zidane Chara? Yeah. Only Oscar Steen can say that. And how how is a nineteen year old kid going to get any better confidence boost from a dude who's been there and says you guys can do this? You know, I take I take issue with the flattened comment. We both know he tripped. We all know he tripped. <laughs> he didn't we watched, we he didn't watched him trip. Unless I'm thinking about a different hit. We he's opening a beer. We watched watch you him trip. And Oscar Steen did lay the lay the boom on the tripping Chara. Yes. It, did he still lay the boom, Ian? He did. I then just, he flattened him. 
<laughs> this is just some gray areas. Are, are, are we? Are we? Are 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 we the semantic shift podcast? <laughs> I mean, I think what Ian's trying to say is you can chop a tree almost all the way down, and then that last little shove is what knocks it down. You didn't push that tree over. <laughs> No, man, I, I, I that's called gravity, baby. (laughs) 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 Uh, I hope we're thinking of the right hit because if my, my reality, my reality, (laughs) my reality is that Oscar Steen hit Zidane and flattened Zidane Ochara. And that is the reality. He He almost killed him. Yes, he's dead. No, that man, he retired. <laughs> no, wait, that day. <laughs> yeah, he did not play in the playoffs at all. That's right. He retired that day. I lo- okay, good. Yes. Yes. I love this reality. Now you're understanding. <laughs> my new reality. Can I just do that? Can I just be like, hey, new reality? I, I reject your reality and substitute it with my own. Yes, <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> so for me, there are a couple. Uh, uh, actually, Aslan was one of mine, Thomas. So that's that was a very good pick. There are a couple that... I'm very interested in. And one of them I said was going to get into NHL games this year, um, which is a bit of a hot take. And Thomas said he was going to clip that. And that's Victor Berglund. Oh, that's right. I'm a big fan of this guy. Um, played, played, in the, played in the Swedish league last year, scored 21 points in 50 games, playing 11 minutes a night. Uh, parlayed that into a two-year entry-level deal. I think he gets into games this year. He's very he's very good offensively, average defensively, seventh round pick. He's worked his way up the he's worked his way up the chain. I would love to see him get into get into a few get into a few games this year. He's also played a few games in Providence as well. <laughs> I was trying to see if he um if he was in the SHL when I thought he was. Because I was wondering if uh Lori beat him out. <laughs> For, uh, for the defenseman of the year, and yet he's the one that's going to get into the games. I mean, SHL, he does have, not USHL. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, I was like, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm looking at some of these stats. I'm like, all right, that's interesting. No, I uh, I really like this Berglund take a lot. I like it a lot. Yeah, I would love. I would love. I I mean, just like Lisel, he probably has to adjust a little bit to the ice surface. A full season of the ice surface. He did, like I like I've said, he's had a cup of coffee in Providence. Um, he's probably going to be playing top four minutes in Providence. Mm-hmm. He had um, four games in 2018, 19. That's right. Uh, he, yeah, he signed an ATO that year, I believe. Yep. yep. So Victor Berglund, another guy that I'm really, he's so confusing because he's got a toolbox for days. He's got a tool. He's got tools for days, but the toolbox needs a lot of work. JD Greenway. I knew you were going to say him. I knew it. Yep. Yep. Two colleges, Maine and Wisconsin. Big kid. Skates like the wind. Has some offensive ability. Has He has everything Bruins fans love in a defenseman. He might not be smart enough for the NHL, though. <laughs> but I love his tools. And, you know... The the fact that he was gotten from a trade with Toronto for nothing kind of adds to the mystique a little bit. He was Toronto's property. He was a third-round pick back in 2016, and they traded him because they knew they weren't going to be able to sign him before the August 15th deadline. So, And then he had an audition for the job, for a job, and got one. But 
a lot of reports from the development camp said he had a really bad development camp. <laughs> so, oh no, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but I still think that he has he's toolsy enough that he can maybe get by with maybe a with maybe some coaching if you know he listens to coaching. Who knows? It doesn't seem to be an attitude issue. It just seems to be a putting all the tools together into one neat little package. So yeah, those are Victor Berglund and JD Greenway. None of the Fords really interest me very well. I mean, Jesper Froden's an interesting guy. He's the oldest guy by far here. <laughs> I saw, I saw tweets about Jesper Froden. Froden's 26. I believe. Which is weird for a prospects challenge, isn't it? It's a bit much, but we've seen guys older. Uh, I've seen things about him that say he should be really solid in Providence this year. Mm-hmm. Just little tweets, though. There's not a lot of stuff that I can really go off of. Same thing with, and I do not know this name, Alex Olivier Voyer. <laughs> Alex Olivier Voyer, yep. Voyer, um, okay. He had some time in Providence last year. Yes, he did. He was yeah. a fourth-line grinder for Providence last year. Yep. Heard really good stuff from him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the two names other than the ones we've mentioned that were like, actually, these guys came out and they really looked good. They should be, they should be impactful. No. I mean, again, there's not many people, many guys here that you're going to look at and go, Oh my God. But there are a few, there are a few captive, not captivating, but there are a few interesting, intriguing prospects. Brett Harrison's another one. Yeah. I would love I was going to say from this draft also Ryan Mast. Yeah. Six foot four. Like I, I, I want to see another big body on the ice, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I want to see Ryan Mast and Nick Wolf on the same pair and see what happens. <laughs> I don't, I don't know enough about uh, about Mast, but his his intangibles look solid to me. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. he's going to be a, a, another player that I want to watch. So not bad for us. Well, we're going to learn a lot this weekend about him. That's for that's sure. Right. That's right. It's All hard of talking this. about a lot of people that you just we don't know shit about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we uh, yeah I, I totally agree and yeah i mean there's just a lot of there's guys that on this list that we're really excited about we've been following for years and then guys mm-hmm. are like man i forgot that you were i, yeah. I forgot you were on the, the providence bruins last yeah. year like, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> so I'll, I'll actually end it with this and the, you you put in you put this in as a sub point ian does a good performance here mean anything no 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 <laughs> It's it's all this is truly is just setting benchmarks for some of these kids, which I think is actually important. So does sure, this mean anything? Absolutely. Yeah, it does for their individual careers. So, yeah, I think it's but important in, in that of, aspect in, in terms of like effect on the actual Boston Bruins this year. It doesn't mean dick. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it has an effect on the Providence Bruins. I, I don't think it really affects anyone's trajectory as far as their career goes. I think they're going to be around these coaches enough. Maybe the invitation guys, uh, Mark Boudreau, Jacob Hudson, Noah Dory, like these guys who are just invited in. Yeah. Maybe we, we don't see them again if they have a really bad showing. Mm-hmm. So those are the guys with probably the most pressure, but all of these other guys were invested in one way or another. They're going well, to those guys. Those guys are pre-draft. Those guys are pre-draft, uh, pre-draft observationals right but that's what i mean is like your stock is either high or low when you're going into that kind of stuff right um but the rest of them were all invested in i I don't know about jeremy brodeur i didn't see an asterisk next to his name but it feels like that was an invite Mm -hmm. 
But I didn't see an. He's probably going to be. He's probably going to be the extra ECHL guy. Yeah, maybe. But no, I don't. I don't think this has an effect really. Eh, Burgdor's kid. Let's go. Hall of Should be fun though. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Just don't sleep with the nanny. Anyway, Parise, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was drinking my beer. (laughs) I knew exactly what you were doing. I timed that just for that. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Parise! Zach Parise signs with the Islanders. We can't find deal details because Lou Lamorello is a fucking... I hate him. No, I'm just kidding. The fact don't, that Cap Friendly doesn't have them? Like, that's friendly, where I was like, wow. Like, yeah, no, I was hands shocked on by that. They get their hands on everything earlier than everyone else. It feels like to me, I love Cap Friendly, man. It's so good. But if it, it, it feels like to me, Lou is like, uh, you're not going to know it until I say you're going to know it. Yeah, I until we absolutely seeing, have to know it. Exactly. I keep seeing two for two years for two million AAV, but I, I can't confirm that anywhere. That's hard to believe. Too. Yeah, but I keep seeing it. You know what I mean? So I just smoke fire and all that, but I don't know. Are you guys jealous? No. no not sure not at this point. Fan. Yeah, not sure at this point if he's more than a 30 point. 37 year old when he's 37 which is unbelievable when i read that i was like hey, he's probably got a couple years left and it's like no he literally maybe only has a couple of years left this is this is the end of the line how the yeah. fuck is he 37 i'm 37 which means Same. in hockey <laughs> i am a promise that means in man. hockey you're dead yeah <laughs> someone tell chara that because he's literally in a coffin if that's I mean, the case Bergie's, Bergie's my age so no, God. So we'll let that. We're gonna let this this topic slide right the. Fuck yeah, off. don't compare yourself to to. Yeah, that's yeah, that's tough. You but know, no, like Parise Parise doesn't. I, I doesn't feel like he's been around for that long. That's no, crazy to me. Yeah, but man, yeah, talk about all. Year was what two thousand five. I apparently. Yeah, had to be. But like, I I feel like I remember him coming into the league with all kinds of like hype and all this potential, and he just kind of never. Kind of never did anything. He's been well, he good. went to the wild. Like he no, went he's, to the wild. He's been good, but he played on bad New Jersey teams, mm-hmm. and then he played in mostly bad wild teams. Well, and now he's just reappearing. He was in his like it wasn't even bad. If it was bad, it would have been well the New Jersey teams, sure, but the wild teams. It was that kind of oh my god, no one ever thinks of you because you're they always in hell. Yes, you're stuck. You never get good draft picks. You're the 16th best team in the league. You lose in the first round every fucking year, or you barely miss the playoffs. You never did anything. And Suter, same thing. Well, I was just about to say, I was like, they kind of entered that organization around the same time. No, they literally did. It no, was it's literally deal. the same yeah. deal. The same yeah. exact contract. Okay, so they're they're brought into the organization at the same time. You you felt like they were going to take a step up because it's like, oh, wow, you have an arguably elite offensive player. And then probably the best number two on the probably at the time, Weber and Suter were the best line in hockey. It broke hockey news when yeah. the two of them signed with that team at the same time. Yep. And for a combined 164, 165 yeah. million dollars. Because I believe both were 12 years, 87.5 million. That was a, that was a fucking Hollywood deal. 
Yeah. Good job by you. I didn't even. Yeah, nice. <laughs> he just pulled the numbers out. And I was like, yes, love it. Let's do this. So That's now, actually part of my real job. No, I'm not <laughs> pulling numbers out because Parise does not fit the team at this point. We've we've so much veteran help in the bottom six, potentially middle six. Uh, All guys, he is is going to be Andrew Ladd. What they wanted Andrew Ladd to be. I don't get why Minnesota did this. Mm-hmm. They have 50, 12 to 15 million in dead money for the next three years. And then it goes to like 1.8 for the next like six after that or 10 or whatever the fuck it is. That's insane. That is insane. And I know this is wicked old news, but it's just looking at it again. Man, how mad would you be if the Bruins had $15 million in dead space? for the Well, next they have 12 years? to $15 million in dead money, so now they can't afford better winter classic jerseys. <laughs> All right. Well, look, I'm going to get one of those eventually. I am poor as dirt right now, but like, I'm going to get one eventually. <laughs> those are awful. And you're right. It's just a stripe, Thomas. It's literally it's just, just a stripe. stripe across the tits ruins that jersey. Otherwise... I think they're perfect winter classic jerseys. I yeah. saw the edit without the stripe. They actually look pretty solid. Boring, but solid. It's the, it's oh, absolutely pe- boring, but that's kind of what that's kind of what you get when you get a winter classic jersey. Pea pants. It's the pea the pea pants. I'm I no no qualms with the with the gold pants. I really don't have qualms. They're pissed. And maybe pants. because the emblem <laughs> on them, maybe because the emblem on them is fucking classy, but don't make don't make me get the golden knights glitter bomb jersey out. Yeah. You want to talk about gold? I'll bring you gold. <laughs> Do you have the helmet that comes with it? I wish I did. Uh, I would wear it all the fucking time. I, yeah. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Driving to the supermarket, everything. <laughs> Wearing the helmet, trying with to the talk, golden mask. Try, trying to talk to somebody in the middle of the supermarket, and the the light is reflecting off the helmet and just frying their eyes. People look over like, why is that idiot wearing a mask while driving? Oh, he also has a helmet on. Never mind. I'm just going to leave him alone. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, don't thank you. Nothing says don't talk to me. I'll have like a 30, a 30 foot ring around my car. No one wanted yeah. to be around me at all. The flips, the flip side, just while we're talking about jerseys and stuff like that, because I'm all into the aesthetics of, of pro hockey, obviously. But so they took some, took a risk with the Minneapolis or uh, Minnesota Jersey. St. Louis took no risks. It was oh, yeah. the most straightforward. It's beautiful. In my opinion, I think it's a gorgeous Jersey, but there's nothing exciting about it. There's no, it's, there's no uniqueness to it. Like it, to be doesn't, fair, it doesn't do much to be fair. That's good for them because whenever they take risks with their Jersey, we end up with the horns. Oh, f- fine with the horns. That's the dumbest cartoonist or car- cartoony jersey ever. But looking at it in retrospect, totally fine with the horns. We end up with ketchup. <laughs> you cannot defend that. No, those are the I hot dog jerseys. Why am I blanking on the the ketchup right now? What a, the hot dog? The, the reverse jerseys? retros were a fucking yeah. hot dog. Oh, that's right. Oh my god, I did not bother with their reverse. I, yeah. I got like. Five reverse retros. I did not bother with theirs. I didn't even think about it. Which reverse retros did you get, Ian? Uh, let's see. I have the the Yotes. I yes. obviously have the Bruins. I have yes. the Avs. I yes. have. Um, I'm gonna blank. I, I got to go through my closet. I, I, I swear to God, if, you, <laughs> if he says the Whalers one, I'm gonna come down there. I wanted them. one. I couldn't afford no. it. I think that was like number. I, that was one more that I could have afforded. It's every single Dick Sporting Goods around me has it hanging up on the wall. There's always like two or three of them, and I just get so pissed off. 
Oh my God. They're Why is it gray? There's no reason for it to be gray. Period. They're good looking jerseys. I don't care what you say. That's You're it's mad a about it, but they're good It's a beautiful jerseys. jersey because it's a beautiful logo. It's 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 my childhood. However, there's no <laughs> reason for it's my fucking childhood. Fuck you, Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Thomas got in his Carolina bits. But but in all, in, all, in all honesty, there's no reason for that jersey to be gray because the logo that they're using was not from the gray era where the gray was in the WH logo. So there's You're no right. reason for it to be gray. They fuck right. up. at least be fucking historically relevant or accurate, but they don't give a fuck. They uh, Carolina doesn't give a fuck. I'm going to a bunch of jerks. I'm just going to keep drinking. Yeah. Thomas, Thomas, on. you're kind of Thomas. You're kind of reminding me of the time when the first time, the first time Carolina won, wore the green whale jerseys, lost my shit. And Jack Edwards went on like a 20 minute rant mm-hmm. about them. Yep. Beautiful oh, jerseys. Yeah. I never want to see them on the ice again, unless it's in my city. Period. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Edwards is known for his calm reactions to very minuscule things. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about what do you, where do you want to go next, gentlemen? I, I'm going to leave this up to Thomas. You've got the, the itinerary in front of you. Well, I'm, now I'm, feeling, I'm feeling heated right now, so I'm going to need some hot takes so I can fucking argue with you guys. <laughs> do it. I have too many. I'm telling you that I have three Bruins one, three non-Bruins ones. So Jeez. I don't know how long. We don't have to do that long. We do not. I can save some of those for later. No, go. No, there's too many. Let's look. I even give me them. Give me me the most important. Some are five (laughs) flames. Some are two flames. Some are four. Jesus. Uh, (laughs) So here's the most important one. Here's the best one that I have. And it's not a hot take individually. You'll see. So Bergeron, Pasternak and Marchand will all have career highs next year. Bergeron will beat his career best in points, which is currently sitting at 79, which doesn't make sense, right? Like that, that does that m- the number sounds wrong to you, right? Mm-hmm. It's I actually it, it, had it's to ki- kind of when you go through it's kind of when you go through David Krejci's career and he has two 70 point seasons. That right. blew me away. Yeah. I had to double check because I was like, there's no way that this is it. But so he's gonna beat 79 next year at 38 years old. Sorry, Thomas. Uh <laughs> He's 38 yet. Yeah, Sorry, he's 36. Whatever. He's a little bit younger 36. than me. That's right. I'm 37. <laughs> he's going to be 37 this season, though. Mm-hmm. Oh I'm pretty God. sure he I turns 37. That, That's crazy. Time is ever marching. Yep. Pasta will beat his career high in goals, which currently sits at 48. I think he'll eclipse 50. Marshan will beat his career high in assists, which is only 64. Here is the best Does part. Does he get 69? All three... <laughs> I mean, he already did it one year. He doesn't need to back to back. Well, I guess those aren't all assists, but so here's the best part about all this. So all three of them are going to get career highs, but Sean McIndoe came out with a really fun article recently about the uh, most breakable records in the NHL. And one of them was the most assists by left wing in a season. If you guys can tell me who that is, you either read the article or you're a genius. It is a Bruins player, but he only had like one season with us. Is it Nifty? It is not. It's Joey Juneau. Shut the fuck okay. up. He had 70 assists. Now, this is as a left wing, right? It's a, the guy with the most assists as a left wing. 70 assists as a rookie in 92-93. He played on a line with Adam Oates and an occasionally Cam Neely because he wasn't healthy that old season. It was his only full season in Boston. He was traded to the Capitals the next uh, the next deadline. So, Sean McIndoe, thank you for that fun little bit for me. He is going to break that. He's going to have 74 assists next year. Marshandos. Okay. 
I it's most optimistic shit I've ever heard, but I'll take it. You want hot takes? I want, and, uh, look, I want so that to hot, be true. The hot takes have to be something we believe can happen, but we know is it's a hot take. Like this is going to be a challenge for it to actually happen. I believe that they could have a career year every single one of them. Hot, hot, hot. But I feel like Marshawn would get to 69 assists and stop. <laughs> All right. So that's uh, that's my first one. Hey, do you guys want to just kind of jump around with these? You got one, Thomas? You said you wanted to get heated. Uh, I got a really simple one. Within the next two weeks, within the next 14 days, Zidane Chara is going to do one of two things. He's either going to announce his retirement or he's going to be a Florida Panther. Wow. One of those two things is going to happen in the next two weeks. I mean, obviously the retirement isn't a hot take. The fucking Panther one, though. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I feel okay the, only, the only reason the retirement is remotely a hot take is because that's before the start of the regular season. That's that's Joe. That would make Joe Thornton and Zidane Chara teammates. Finally. Love that. Mm-hmm. Love that. I do have a Florida Panthers. Uh, uh, hot take, which is impossible. It can't possibly happen. I'm just being an asshole. I've already it. had my Florida Panther yeah. hot take. Yeah, that was like three <laughs> weeks ago. And honestly, well, I'm, I still I I don't mind that as a hot take, but it's it's written down here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna. I I, I, uh, I do have Andrew. to say real quick. I do have to say real quick. Uh, the other day, my, my my boss who listens to the pod, shout out to Matt, approached me and said. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for your Panthers take. I'm rooting for your Panthers take. I think they have a real shot, but I'm rooting harder for your Buffalo take. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, which we should all be in, in a certain sense. Yeah. Andrew, okay, you before go. you do your, your hot take, I will do my Panthers one, which is they will have the most goals scored this season. Also, they will have the most goals scored against this season. So they'll be the 2015-16 Dallas Stars. They, and it's rare for this to happen. They will literally have the most goals scored, literally have the most allowed as well. I just, I don't know. With I don't that, know about you're that counting on Sergei Bobrovsky taking the, uh, taking back the job. Yes, I am. I sure am. <laughs> it's a hot take. <laughs> All right, Andrew, what's your actual, what's your hot take? So I've had, I, I've had a few Bruins hot takes over the, like doing hot takes episode. I've been like sprinkling them all around the off season. Um, Jake DeBrus scores 20, you know, Florida wins the Atlantic Sabres win 14 games. Mm -hmm. I got one actually. And um, it warms my dead hate filled heart for this team. There is going to be a point this year where Toronto, a, a, a tangible point this year where Toronto is out of the playoff picture and Sheldon Keefe gets fired. So you're talking three weeks into the season. Um, I'll <laughs> say about halfway through. Sheldon Keefe is fired halfway through the year. But you, you think halfway through the year they're out of the playoff picture and they have to make a big comeback to. That's part of the hot take. Oh Sheldon, Keefe, Sheldon Keefe gets shit canned. Because the Toronto Maple Leafs are underperforming, they hire somebody else, and they go on a huge run, and they win the fucking cup. Unbelievable! How dare you? <laughs> Didn't say that, did I? Well, okay, sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I, but for about half the season, 
Steve Dangle's going to be on suicide watch. <laughs> no, look, he's been through worse. He's been through way worse than an underperforming start to the year, right? I mean, I'm talking, on, I'm talking half the year. This, I don't, do you guys watch any of Steve Dangle's stuff? Yes. So I hate watch, not him, but like I watched the games that are like the Zamboni game, the Ottawa comeback last year after yeah. game seven of the Montreal series. I watched the bad ones, the, the viewers that he hates. I'm one of those, but I subscribe and I do my due diligence to give him support. I do. I, I think very highly of the Dangle. He's, he's a great dude. He's an great absolutely dude. great dude. Great dude. And does great work. And he's an encyclopedia of knowledge of the game. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. I watched the game seven Montreal Leafs in review. And I finally went, I feel really bad for Steve Dangle. Like it's the one Toronto fan that I can go. This hurts for you. And it hurts for me watching you go through it. Because if I thought, if I had to deal with the Bruins going through 2013, fine. Fine. That's okay. 2018. Okay. 2019. Damn, this is sucks, but whatever. Then embarrassing regular season losses. And then a three, one comeback to your most hated rival, your most hated rival. The Bruins are not, it's still Montreal. It is still Montreal. That's the fact this man can continue doing what he does with that team. He's never done a second round LFR. <laughs> Uh, and he's been he's been doing it for 14 years. He was part of the inspiration of me starting my channel. Now, me and him have very different styles, but I saw like he just enjoyed it so much. And I was just like, you know, what? I wish someone for years. I wish someone did that with the Bruins. And that's why I started doing it. Because I was like, all right, if no one's going to fucking do it for the Bruins, I am. Gentle reminder that. Going into April of next year, the playoff drought for the the first round, second round playoff drought for the Toronto Maple Leafs will be old enough to get its license. 18 years. Jesus. Jesus. 2004. That's right. 2004. Yep. Jesus. 2004 to 2022. We've gone through two lockouts since they've won, won, won a first round playoff series. It's just heartbreaking. Fuck those guys. <laughs> no, no, but there's there there is a heightened pressure on the Toronto team right now, even more so after the collapse of last season's playoff. Oh, that's right. The hot take. It's a good hot take. It's a good hot take. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Sheldon Keefe is fired midway through this season because they are underperforming badly. But if they go on a blues like run, I'm gonna blow my brains out. I will not. <laughs> I will not handle that well at all if they go on a blues like run, if they go on a blues like run i have a feeling you two will fire me from the podcast i don't have that power thomas does <laughs> okay i have one last hot take that has to be said and again i believe these things stadnika within the first three weeks of the season will force his way onto the roster or will get the chance to injury he will not relinquish that spot and it will lead to a trade at the deadline of a player that we will all consider happened because Stadnika is forcing his way into the roster. Trent Frederick will be traded at the deadline. Now, Stadnika is not going to take the spot. People are going to hate that. But it's going to push another guy down. Frederick's going to go away. So the other thing that I had written down was Trent Frederick will play less games this year for the Boston Bruins than he did last year in a shortened season. That was my other... That was the only other thing I wrote down, and I was like, mm, maybe I'll leave it alone. But Ian, 
I'm, I'm, that's hotter than I was willing to say. Honestly, that sounds like a great scenario for us. I only had that at three flames. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm strange. ranking them, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you heard Ian. Ian, we know. I know you uh, listen listen to the pod regularly before we brought you on. You heard some of the shit that we said. We said about fucking Trump. I don't even think we talked shit about him. I like. I genuinely think we were just trying we to him be a lost little... dog, Thomas. Yes, he had lost dog shifts. Period. <laughs> There's no way around it. Like he, he literally took a mental step back halfway through the season. And a lot of that had to do with a lot of teams just weren't allowing him to engage. He was trying to mm -hmm. pick these fights or whatever. Teams were just walking away from it. And he didn't know what the fuck to do because his offensive skill set was not going to keep him in the, in the lineup. So what, what, what was Cassidy supposed to do at that point? And you guys both said that you would have liked to talk to him when we did the whole, like, who would you talk to? Mm -hmm. Right. And you guys both are like, I'd like to get between his his ear his ears and figure out what's going on. Look, this isn't a a I don't want Trent Frederick on the team. I really want him to succeed and be a fourth line staple and be a guy who can do what he did for five games. I think we all do. add a little bit of hands, add a little bit of IQ to the game. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't see it happening. And I think he's the odd man out. If someone else forces their way into the lineup, whether that's a Stanika, whether that's a Lauko, whether it's a, an Oscar Steen. And I think he's the guy who gets bumped. Mm -hmm. Do you think he's the odd man out now? No, I, I think they're planning on him being on that fourth line to start the season. I think they're now this is before camp. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think they're planning on him being on that fourth line. That that to me is a hot take because I just don't see mm -hmm. same. He Same. played 42 games, guys. They mm -hmm. want him to be successful. They, they want him played to. played 43. Yeah. They also want support to be successful. <laughs> yeah. They want everybody to be successful. but There are less not. defensive spots than offensive. I don't know. I, I, I really do think they're planning on him starting with the team as not a healthy scratch, but on that fourth line. I think they're thinking about him centering it. Yeah. He's going he's to get a good look this year because this yeah. is kind of, this is such a critical year for him. But I mean, he didn't. the The whole idea of why we weren't playing him at the end of last season, and obviously, especially the playoffs, was just a nothing issue to me. Which is like he played himself out of that role. He was literally, he literally got overtaken by Carson Kuhlman. Yeah, yeah. Which I do. I would really like to see Kuhlman get a little more consistency time, but mm -hmm. that's off the point. I think they are planning on him being. I don't think he's a doghouse guy yet. I think they're planning on him being on that fourth line. And I think he's the first guy out if a bottom six guy emerges or if he struggles. And that doesn't mean he automatically starts day one. I just think going into camp, he's your guy to center that fourth line. Okay. And I think, I think that I, I, Thomas, I'm with you. I think that's a hot take. I really mm -hmm. do. I, there are going to be plenty of things for people to come for me this year. It's going to be very exciting. I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At least for you, they're Bruin, the Bruins fans are coming after you. <laughs> um, I just insulted Trent Frederick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we saw how that got us last year. I I was mad at him during on the YouTube channel, and people were like, "Give the kid a break," and I'm like. I kind of am. Give him a yeah. literal break. Put him in the box. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally what I want. Thank you for repeating that. <laughs> yes. There are some awesome, awesome people who comment on the YouTube videos and they're very, they're very consistent. And I love speaking with them and every now and again, and I, I've told everyone this, they're like, dude, if you want to disagree with me, 
I'm all for it. As long as everything's respectful, like yeah. you, you can, I don't even mean respectful, respectful. You can be like, you're a fucking moron. This is not going to happen because of ABC. Like, cool. Awesome. Let's talk about it. But once in a while, I'll get like a Tuca hater who just wants to say the Tuca is dog shit. Yeah. Or someone who just picks one player where it's like, that's my guy. Fuck you. And you're kind of like, all right, well, this isn't a hockey conversation anymore. Like we've, we've lost that ability at a certain point. This isn't a hockey conversation anymore. <laughs> it's just, it's just not. If, if you're just loyal to someone and you refuse to look at their flaws, like I love that there are also people who keep me honest. They say, Hey, that's a human being. Jake DeBress has struggled. And we really think that might be because the pandemic's not doing him any favors. Like that's mm-hmm. a great point. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to tell you to fuck off with that stuff. Like, awesome point. Let's see what happens. I said I'm also going to look ago, at the team objectively. I said a couple weeks ago that a true measure of love is telling somebody that you expect and want better for them. Yeah. So we're also, none of us are guys that go to Twitter and be like, this player sucks ass. Yeah. Like, none of us do that. Like, it's just not because all these players are elite athletes, even if they're a fringe NHLer. That's incredible. You were a fringe greatest league in the world guy yeah, yeah like that's awesome you're the top 700 in the world at what you but, do yep. but if i compare you to the guys who are in the league and you suck i'm gonna say man you can't he can't hack it hi chris that's wagner fair. hi <laughs> bye chris wagner please take john moore with you if you don't mind no i th- i think they're kind of i think they're kind of molding chris wagner into like the media ambassadorial role for the for the for nesson he's been kind of touring the grounds there all summer I would love Weird. to see him on radio shows. Weird. He's so fun. He's <laughs> so fun, man. He's He's got a great personality. I think he'd be awesome in yeah. that role. Yeah, he's <laughs> a got very a great likable personality. Guy. He's, he's a likable <laughs> dude. He's just, it's a it, last season. It was hard to like him on the ice. Mm-hmm. He caught exactly. so much shit too. He caught so much shit. And I mean, dude, for the most part, he deserved everything that he got, but that was, that wasn't that fun because I, I think that he's a, a good clubhouse guy. I think the team likes him. In general, like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of players on the team really enjoy Wags being around, but man, it was tough to fucking put him in last year. Remember, it's just going to cost. It's just going to cost them under two hundred and fifty k to put them in, put him in Providence next year. So, yeah, he's a very variable contract, big mm-hmm. time. And I think that's, I think that's the plan. I have heard zero word about them considering putting Wagner up top, but like stranger things have happened. So we'll yep, see. Yeah. If John Moore can be Steve Camp for next year, you know, I'll, I'll be fine with what he's doing. Um, forget the money that he's making because that's it, it is what it is at this point. I hope he's healthy. That guy has really had to suffer through a lot. Like, I really am rooting for him. Me too. Just bummed to see that money spent the way it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bad contracts happen. How dare. Fire Sweeney now. Hashtag Fire Sweeney. Don't. Someone's <laughs> going to clip that. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, boys. We talked about a lot here. We did. Do you guys have any game day superstitions? I'm actually, you, you put this Oof. in as kind of a throwaway, but I'm curious. We, I think we need to save that. I want to Because I think out. my explanation is. Oh, geez. Okay. No, no, is the, it that deep? The, the, the fact right. that you said that. Uh, means no, 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 no. It's it. fine. It's not Ian, a I can, I can Ian likes quick. to suggest things for the podcast because he just really wants to tell a story. We're, we're no, it's not even a story, but although that's very true, I do. If you give, you've literally admitted that document, three separate times, Ian. <laughs> if you allow me to put stuff on the document, I'm like, I want to talk about this. I thought it'd be fun to talk about it anyway. So I have a lot of jerseys hanging around my house. So the season starts, and game day, I have to walk around my house 
and figure out what jerseys belong on the wall and what don't because some have to get taken off the wall or or some have to get rearranged and this takes like 45 minutes and the other people in the house are looking at me like i'm insane because I'll, I'll go back and forth they won't even be like that belongs there no i gotta feel it out i gotta feel the energy and so right before the game I have to figure out what one I'm going to wear, which oftentimes bleeds back into rearranging. And it being, <laughs> it's a ritual is the wrong way to say this. It's more of a pathetic dance, like a really pathetic dance. So your roommates look at you like, look at you like you're crazy when you're doing Because that. I literally am. Do you think, I yeah, I was going to say, am. do you think there's a reason for that again? And so I'll find what jersey you have to wear. And then I have to replace that spot on the wall. And so I put something else back up. And then once the first period is over, if the vibes are off, I got to change the jersey. God, I sound like a crazy person. <laughs> this has all been all of this. Is At the end of the season, you're going to be like, you can cut that if you want. Nope. Nope. We have mistakes <laughs> mistakes belong, belong the- on the pod. <laughs> Second period, same thing. Third period ends. Game over. Whatever happened, happened. If it's a win, nothing gets changed. I take whatever I put up put it back in the closet, put the one I was wearing back up on the wall. If it's a loss, you might see everything change. Like the the hour after a loss is ridiculous. Like I'm, I'm pacing the house. I'm like, I don't know, man. I just don't feel good about this. I don't think that's right. At I, some point, you're going to have to give before and after photos to the group chat. Well, so <laughs> we I've been really trying to judge you. I've been trying to keep the wall like the same and not do it but the season hasn't started again so i don't know how well we're gonna do we'll see we'll see but so mine is all jersey specific and it's fucking ridiculous i don't wear jerseys on game day unless i'm going to the game i absolutely avoid putting on Mm -hmm. any jersey however it's there's obviously always a t-shirt underneath the work shirt or something like that uh whether it's whether it's a, a player jersey t-shirt like jersey whatever uh i've got stanley cup t-shirt got a bunch of bng network shirts stuff like that bng podcast shirts like just some sort of black and gold obviously but i will not wear a jersey at home i typically don't unless i'm actually going to the arena um Mm -hmm. that's as far as watching games uh if we're talking about superstition as far as like it goes like before playing or something like that if i'm playing even going just for pick up or something like that i always always stop at the convenience store and get a ring ding always have a ring <laughs> ding in my hockey bag and if it, if there's no ring dings it has to be like a twinkie or something like that something cream filled it's there's always one in my bag like i love that in my bag that's yeah. great i, I actually so yeah that's actually that's actually super wholesome yep yeah yours is wholesome, wholesome guy, is batshit crazy yeah you just sound you just sound like an asshole like <laughs> <laughs> I can't even argue with it. I just have to accept it. You're just, you're just like that creepy dude with his laundry all over his walls and shit. Like, I'm just like, I just want to, I just want a delicious chocolate treat. And so, dude, I, I wish I wasn't. This developed over years. I wish dude, I wasn't. I wish like I wasn't this. like this. I feel. Look, I do not want to compare myself to OCD people. They go through very, very difficult times. But the hour before a game. I sort of understand, just a little bit. I have a little bit of understanding. You could easily just sit down and just watch a pregame instead of fucking panicking about your goddamn sweaters. Here's the thing. I can't (laughs) easily anymore. It's so built into my brain that I'm like, if I don't do it, I think we're going to lose. And even if we win that game, I'm like, 
I don't know. There's a bad taste in my mouth, man. Yeah. I don't feel like, I don't feel right about it. It's so rare that I I'm just going to text point, you like though. 20 minutes before the game. I go, I swear to God, if that Sean Thornton's not on that wall, <laughs> people, I have had people on the take a picture right now about the wall Thornton. They'll get. Oh, you, you have it. a they, Pooh Bear Thornton. Yeah. Where? Yeah. My my Thornton's one of my favorite like go to jerseys if I'm going to a game or whatever. But wait, Joe or Sean? I put him away. Sean. Oh my God. Sean. Okay. Yeah. No, I uh, I've had people on the channel be like, "Don't take the Pooh Bear out," and then other people are like, "That's our lucky jersey, dude. Why aren't you?" Because whatever gate, whatever I watch in, I do the episode in. So if people notice I'm not wearing the lucky one, they're like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "I can't wear the lucky one every fucking game." Like then, then it's just a regular jersey. It doesn't count. <laughs> right <laughs> right guys this makes sense right andrew's about right. to be like i like i, I eat nachos like <laughs> i drink game. coffee i drink special <laughs> coffee before the game did you I send special- me you you sent a link for like some mint coffee shit yeah, like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is, is going on bones <laughs> Co- no dude bones coffee company guys sponsor me uh- <laughs> <laughs> we really we could really use a page like everybody come on <laughs> Yeah, mint chocolate invaders from Bones Coffee Company. It's gourmet coffee. It's small batches, roasted in Florida. Sponsor me. Anyway. <laughs> um, no, the only really superstition I have is I actually have a um Grateful Dead shirt that I wear during winning streaks. And okay. I don't take it off unless they lose, until they lose. And well, in in terms of games, I put it on after before every yeah. game. Yeah. Um it's a Grateful Dead with the steal your with the steal your face bear flying through the air like Bobby Orr, and it's for their 1974 concert at the Boston Garden. Well, Andrew, you sound crazy. You sound like a real ridiculous guy right yeah. now. Yeah. Unbelievable what you do to yourself. Uh, that's yes, disgusting. exactly. Just fucking, yeah. fucking gross. <laughs> just disgusting. <laughs> I Ian, regret Ian, putting Ian, this Ian, on. There's about five square feet of your wall that hasn't been covered by laundry yet. Uh, I have to. I'm moving the next couple of months. And um, I don't even know if this setup is going to be possible. We're going to find out. I, I, I've been talking. <laughs> is that going to be a deal breaker for the new house? I've been talking about building out in one studio room. Like I want to have one room that's like a designated like podcast episodes, everything. Mm-hmm. And just taking a, a bar and bringing it out like eight inches from the wall and doing the whole room around the ceiling. So yep. I can just hang them yep. out throughout. So they don't even hang out like this. They'll yeah. Be, yeah. They're sideways. Yeah. They're sideways. I, I would love that. But then I'm going to feel like my collection's not very big because let's be honest, that's a ton of space. Yeah. And I only have 60 jerseys. So that's going to feel really small in that Dude, context. I have one. I don't want to hear I only have no, 60. I, I understand that. I'm just saying in that context, it's going to feel like, well, I don't have enough jerseys and I'm going to spend way too much money <laughs> that I don't have. <laughs> so not necessarily a superstition, but what's everybody's go-to? Like... Game, get first game of the season, opening night. What are you? What are you eating? Chicken parmesan. You, you actually hit it, uh, Thomas. Nachos. Yeah. Oh, nachos. Nice. yeah. Yep. First game of the season. Did load homemade loaded nachos, or or I'll be dumb like I did last last um, last season and I did Moe's. Oh Jesus! I can't do Moe's. Trash. Yeah. I mean, I like Moe's. Moe's is good. Moe's is garbage. Mm. Moses pure garbage. Well, I, we'll I cut this just in the case they want to. Uh, so, uh, it just we'll, <laughs> we'll cut the most most slander just in case they want to sponsor us. Moses is good, but it's garbage. I go, things I, go, <laughs> I go chicken parm because it's an easier meal. What are you, Wade Hogs? 
Well, I just feel like it's an easier, cheaper meal that I don't spend a lot of money on, but it's also like a nice hearty. It's a really favorite of mine that it doesn't take a lot to do. Yep. So that's my, that's my, do you, happy, have, a, do you have a pregame meal, meal amongst others? Chili dogs. That's I'm my really pregame. excited you, to visit you. You go. Yeah. I mean, like if, if me and my buddy Same. go to like a Patriots tailgate, it's he, his uh, dad lives up in Maine. We always have access to venison. So we do venison chili dogs. Oh my God. Dude. Oh God. Oh my God. Venison is oh. there's and there's Ian's weird noise. Damn it. <laughs> did I do one? No, it's venison. That's fair. That's fair ground. Venison is so good. I fucked up. God, I fucked this whole last 20 minutes. is just me sounding like a psychopath. It's we all... have gotten to know more about you in the last 20 minutes than we have in the first nine episodes you've been on. Well, you can find us at, at Short Shift Pod. If you want to unfollow Ian, he is at Bruins Low. <laughs> I won't even judge you. Uh, yeah, it really does feel like hockey is is coming because the episodes are getting longer, the conversations are getting more jovial, more hockey. And this next week we get to talk about the games that they actually played. They yep. we get to play, we talk about actual games. Yep. Oh my god, I am. Don't finish that sentence. Very excited is what I was going to say. Attaboy. Very excited. <laughs> Why did you guys bring me on this show? I'm a fucking maniac. <laughs> I love being the crazy guy. That's fine. You knew it when you brought me on that I was the crazy guy. <laughs> More than we bargained for, my dude. See ya. <laughs>